Welcome, everybody, to episode 630 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. Let's talk about Stern Pinball's new release, Venom Pinball, with Brian Eddy. Will Brian Eddy finally, finally make a game that makes everyone see the great results he had back in the Bally Williams day? We have Zombie Yeti on another Stern game. Is it too much Yeti? That's what a lot of people are saying. Can we please get some new artists over at Stern Pinball? Why are they not bringing Christopher Franchi back into the mix, right? Because I do agree with people who say you don't want to have every single Stern game look the same. And there are so many artists out there. But if there is any genre that really brings Yeti's talents to life, it is the comic book genre. So I think the game is going to look stunning. So what do I think about Venom? What do I think about Stern Pinball making Venom after Rush? Here's what I think. I think Stern is going to the same well too many times. So many superhero games, so many dad rock games. Where's the originality? Where is the diversity in the lineup of machines? And the reason why I say diversity, if you have a lineup of Stern games, chances are you've got many, many superhero Marvel games in your portfolio. They've done Avengers twice. We have two Avengers games. They've done X-Men. They've done Spider-Man. How about we do something besides comic books? But the reason why they're doing it is smart from a marketing standpoint. I mean, if I'm them, here's why they're doing Venom. Because Venom is a cheaper property over at Marvel. This is not one of the more expensive Marvel properties. And so they get it for cheaper. They're not having to deal with the movie studio. So there's not going to be like Tom Hardy doing any call outs. There's not going to be anything that they have to buy that's expensive. They're just going to pay for the license and then they're going to create probably some original Venom adventure, if you will, kind of like Jurassic Park, kind of like Avengers, right? So this is Stern's new formula. But here's my issue lately with all of this. This is fine. Like I don't have a problem with this, but I do have a problem with it at these prices. At this price point, and I mean it when I say this, at this price point, I'm so like over just running after every single pinball machine. And as these games are going up and up in price, you really want these to be dream themes. Now, the problem with saying it has to be a dream theme to justify the price is that everyone has different dream themes. Like there are people out there that love Venom. There are more than a thousand people on planet Earth who consider Venom to be a dream theme. The problem is are there more than a thousand pinball collectors but with where the prices are at these days it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter they're gonna sell every single one and then some stern pinball is going to sell out of rush pinball on day one everyone is going to buy a stern le because what we're seeing in the market now remember the good old days when we used to discuss if a pinball machine would be successful those days are over every single pinball machine that is released now released now will find a home. This market is upside down right now. We live in a market in which Legends of Valhalla would have never sold anything five years ago. Now they sold, and not just sold, they sold Legends of Valhalla over at American Pinball for 8,400 bucks. It's over. The Ghostbusters LE, number 500, it's sold for $21,000 thousand dollars twenty one thousand dollars there's another ghostbusters le for sale right now on ebay for twenty nine 
$36,000. My friend is about to sell his Pirates of the Caribbean for $36,000, okay? Remember when it was like you could get a Stern LE for seven grand? five grand and then it was used for like 5500 for a year remember those good old days remember when a stern le came out and you could actually get one and now that they've doubled the amount you still can't get one now like it's crazy so i think stern chose venom because it's a cheaper property i think they chose it because it's going to be super colorful i think this game is going to crush on location and i think this game is going to sell out day one do i think the game is going to be amazing i don't know like it'd be weird for me to say the game's not not going to be any good. I haven't seen anything on it. Brian Eddy's track record is not the best. I don't expect magic from Brian Eddy. I hope he makes a magical pinball machine. I'm always rooting for every new game to be great, but I have to be completely candid with all of you. All of these games coming out with such cadence, right? Such cadence in terms of new releases from Stern Pinball. Most of them are not really this magical world under glass. Godzilla was. Godzilla was a really refreshing new game from Stern Pinball. It showed us they can put more under the glass of their pinball machines. Does it justify the price? I would argue no Stern is worth anywhere near, anywhere near $9,000, let alone ten five, let alone $20,000. No Stern is worth anywhere near that. And it's almost like everyone's forgetting Stern's approach. Their whole thing is just keep the line moving. Whenever you lift the hood, Whenever you lift the hood on any Stern machine, modern Stern machine, just lift the hood up on the game and see how little is underneath the play field. These games are not loaded like people think. They're deceptively loaded, especially games like Godzilla. They're deceptively loaded, but there's not a ton of money going into these games. The bomb on Godzilla is not much higher than the bomb was on Tron or Simpsons Pinball Party. You get my drift? We're all witnessing Stern slowly put more into these games and now they're charging like twice as much money. And on the second-hand market, it gets even scarier. Now these games are going for three times, two times what they were worth when they were brand new. So when I look at this market now, I'm just a little bit like deflated a little bit. It's not as much fun. It isn't. It is not as much fun seeing the pinball market today. It's not. Because here's my thing. With the amount of titles Stern keeps cranking out, I almost wish they would only make two games a year and put everything and the kitchen sink into those games. I really wish that was the case. Why wouldn't they just do that? And the line would constantly be moving, making those two epic games. But they don't do that. It's like they spread their resources out really thin. And I have a hard time believing, here's the thing, I have a hard time believing that Brian Eddy is like a Venom nut. Like he loves Venom so much that he couldn't wait to get his hands on Venom. The same way I have a hard time believing he couldn't wait to get his hands on Mandalorian because when I look at his games I don't feel like he loves these properties so damn much that he can't wait to bring them to life I didn't see that on his Stranger Things interpretation. I sure as heck didn't see it on his Mandalorian interpretation. So I don't expect him to do something absolutely out of this world, bringing the Venom world to life. I think what Stern's going to do is they're going to rely on Zombie Yeti to sell this game. And he will sell this game because it'll be stunning to look at. I mean, that's what Zombie Yeti does. But for a lot of you out there, Rush and then Venom is an easy pass. It just is. I mean, these games are going to sell. You know why? Because of the market. You might as well. I tell this to people. You might as well, if you have an opportunity to buy a Stern LE, you might as well just buy it. 
because you're going to make money on it and you're not going to lose money owning it. So you could buy it, you could open it up, you could play it, and then you could sell it. Unless the game is a total dog like Led Zeppelin, you're going to get your money back. So you might as well get it. The real problem happening, and I see it all over social media, a lot of angry guys out there that are not on a distributor list. Like they're on the outside looking in and they're super pissed off that distributors are selling to their longtime customers. I mean, people are pissed off that I get games from distributors. It's so funny to me when people get pissed off that Canada has access to games. Okay, you go make 630 podcasts about pinball. You go give five years of entertainment to the pinball world. You go help the businesses of these distributors who you've been promoting for five years, and then maybe they'll give you something nice. I don't understand why people think I don't deserve the ability to buy a game. Oh, because he might buy a game and sell it for more money. Oh, you want to take away my right to do that. Why? So you can go buy the game. And then if you don't like it, you go sell it for more money. I mean, that's what's happening right now. Everyone pretends like they're not going to do that, but come on, then you're not going to go reap the profits that you're going to get. Oh, but I got to enjoy the machine. You know, when I sit back and I think about Venom right now, I'm not super excited about Venom. All you got to do is go to the next stern pin thread on pin side and the game everybody wants is back to the future, right? I mean, look, I've confirmed for you that it is Venom. And there's only like three pages of conversation. And I know it's hard for Pinside to give me credit every once in a while for coming up with these rumors, but this is not a rumor. This game is coming out. This game is coming out. This is the game from Brian Eddy and Zombie Eddy. But I don't see that much like, oh my God, take my money now kind of response. But it doesn't matter. See, this is the sad part, right? This is why I'm a little bit like not as like excited about pinball lately is because it's actually not a good thing that games will sell regardless of how excited people are. That's not a good thing. You don't want to be in a creative industry like pinball. Like it's a creative industry. You're creating worlds under glass. You don't want to be in a creative industry where your creativity doesn't really matter. You're still going to sell your artwork, right? That's what's happening. These aren't even like pinball machines anymore. They're being traded like works of art. They're being traded like rare baseball cards. They're being traded now like sneakers. The prices are through the roof. I just heard now that a Jurassic Park LE sold for $20,000. $20,000 for a Johnny Crap Jurassic Park. Now, I know it's a great game from Keith Elwin, but what happened here? It's like everyone has forgotten that Stern puts three to four thousand dollars into these machines. Three to four thousand dollars is what it costs them to make these machines. And then you're going to go spend 20 grand on one. 15 grand on all these LEs now. I don't know. Part of me is like, I would love there to be $15,000 pinball machines, but I would love it if $15,000 went into the game or at least $10,000 bombs. Can you imagine Stern Machines if the bomb was like eight grand? Can you imagine if the bomb was eight grand? We would happily pay them twelve to 15000 for the machines. But the saddest part now is this, and everyone needs to wake up to this fact. You are now spending all this money on games with super low bombs. Like, don't fool yourself. I did the whole rundown where I showed you Godzilla doesn't have nearly as much in it as you think. Stern has done the most amazing thing ever. They're using artwork to disguise that there's not much in these games. And they've done it over and over and over again. How can you play a game like Mandalorian? in which there's all this Star Wars artwork going on, but there's nothing going on in the game. Where is any of the Star Wars magic in that game? It's nowhere to be 
found. And when people are like, it's fun to shoot, of course it's fun to shoot because it's just a fan layout. I mean, it's always fun to jump on a pinball machine and shoot a fan layout game that has like open orbits and open shots. Like it's not a brick fest. The shots are pretty easy to hit and it's got flow. So it's fun to shoot. But does it have Mandalorian magic in it? Absolutely not. And so I just wish, I just wish that we can move to a period next year where there will be more into the games. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And that is why I really do believe that Jersey Jack launches just are more exciting just for us as pinball enthusiasts because we know that Jersey Jack only makes one game at a time and the entire company is working on that one machine. Like all the resources are going in one direction and that is why Jersey Jack just stuffs more into their games. And also if you lift the play field, there usually is a lot more happening in a JJP game than a Stern. But I will say, lift up Guns N' Roses, not as much, not as much. So it's going to be interesting if Toy Story comes to us like packed or if Pat Lawler yanked more out of it. So we'll see. Now, what else is going on in pinball? Venom, ho-hum, no one really cares that much. So Cactus Canyon, will we see Cactus Canyons on the line this year? I don't know. People are saying SCs might go on the line. I also didn't realize that they're making the SE Plus and it's selling for the same price as the LE. And they also said they might make only 1,250 SE pluses. So now there's basically two LEs being sold to you by CGC, but I also heard that they might make more SE pluses down the road. Are you confused? Yes. Am I confused? Yes. I don't think CGC really knows what they're doing with this. I think the Cactus Canyon launch, I do. I think the Cactus Canyon launch was one of the sloppiest launches in the history of pinball, and I have no idea which model is the nicest anymore. I really don't. The LE or the SE Plus, honestly, if I were you guys, I would get the SE Plus and just do the armor nicer because the armor on the LE is not nice at all. It's not. It's kind of boring. I was I stood over it. And I was like, this armor is boring. The armor on Godzilla also bores me. Just, just so you know, when I see Godzilla LEs, I'm like, oh, it just doesn't, the armor just does not pop. It's gray. Like gray is a boring color. Gray is not what pinball armor should be. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's Beskar. I don't care if it's Mecha Godzilla gray. Pinball machines, especially LEs, they should pop. They should have some more color and some depth to that armor. And I just wish Godzilla had something a little bit brighter when it's in those lineups, especially because of how bright all the artwork is. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I just wish it was brighter. I would just get an SE Plus and maybe like just, you know, brass plate the armor and it's going to look much nicer than an LE because we know the mod community is going to make a new apron for that game. You're going to see everything in Cactus Canyon that's on the LE get made by the mod community and there's nothing they can do to protect IP because none of that is IP protected. It's just like a generic Western game. So you're going to see people make all sorts of mods and then everyone's just going to want the mods. And then a year from now, the mods are going to be worth $3,000. That's the way everything goes in pinball these days, okay? Also, I've been seeing people asking Stern to make more Ecto-1 toppers. I'm here to tell you right now, the reason why they're never making more is they do not want to renew the license for Ghostbusters. It was super expensive. If you think about probably the greatest missed opportunity for Stern pinball was to not re-release Ghostbusters in the year of the new Ghostbusters movie. I think Stern Pinball could have made a killing re-releasing Ghostbusters. Now, if they did re-release it, 
people would want them to change some of the problems on the existing game. They would want them to close the flipper gap, work on those outlane areas, and you know maybe make the game shoot a little bit better. And I think then you'd have one of the greatest Stern Pinball machines of all time. And I know you Ghostbusters owners out there, you swear by the game. I've played that game so many times and I can't get over the cheap drains in the game. And Bill Brandis, I'm talking to you right now because my boy Bill over there in Vancouver, he added a center post to the game. So Bill, enjoy the training wheels you put on your game that wasn't how it was designed, that wasn't how the game is supposed to be played, and it's cheating. You are cheating. If you add a center post to a pinball machine, it is cheating. There is no way around it, okay? Don't beat me up. You know it's true. All right, let's just close this quick episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast by saying it is Twippy season. And if you go on to the Twippy website, I do appreciate any votes for favorite pinball podcaster and also favorite pinball streamer. If you are not hanging out with Canada on Facebook Live, I think you should. We have a really great time every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It's called the Saturday Morning Spectacular. I go on Facebook Live for about 90 minutes and we talk about pinball. And I talk about pinball with the community. It's actually my favorite time of the week in the pinball world. We go over everything happening that week. And we just go back and forth on topics. And it's really fun. I go live from my apartment. Baby Killian makes an appearance. I also want to thank everyone out there. There was like three or four gentlemen yesterday who provided some very generous donations to get Brenda drinks for our three-year wedding anniversary. So thank you so much. You know who you are. I really do appreciate it. And Brenda had a great time last night. And we're going to carry over the party tonight as well because unfortunately, on On our wedding anniversary, which was Wednesday, Killian had an allergic reaction to some sesame that he tried for the first time. He ended up in the ER. He had to get an EpiPen shot. He's doing a thousand percent better, but that derailed our dinner plans. And I was saying to Brenda, this is going to be the first of many times that this baby of ours and this amazing son of ours is going to derail our plans. But I'm super happy for each and every one of you in the community. I always appreciate everyone who votes and listens to this show. It's hard to do this for five years and keep it entertaining. Maybe I'm starting to bore some of you. I'm sorry if that's the case. I'm actually in a much better mind space because of burying the hatchet with a lot of the other content creators out in the pinball world. It just feels better when everyone's getting along. And I really do implore as we go into 2022 to just bury all the hatchets with any of the drama amongst all these content creators because everyone's making good content and everyone's having a good time. And honestly, I think we all just need to stick together as a community as these companies completely fleece us. I really do mean that. As these companies fleece us, as these prices go through the roof, I mean, there's a new rumor that Stern's about to price increase $400 on every machine again. They're going to keep raising prices. I don't think they're going to put more and more into the games. I think they're going to keep raising prices. And as they see Ghostbusters sell for $20,000 and Stranger Things sell for $15,000, it's not good for us. Stern's going to see that and want that money. They don't want to see us trade these games for 20 grand. They want that money. They're in business for money. Um, So, you know, it's an interesting time. So that's why I'm almost like, I don't really want to buy anything anymore next year, unless it's Toy Story or unless it's like Akira or unless it's a dream theme. Unless it's a dream theme, I'm not buying it because I just want to enjoy this hobby free of charge. 
And free of charge is hanging out with Canada on Facebook. Free of charge is listening to this show. And for those of you out there who get upset about my club episodes, don't be upset. Join the club. Enjoy the episodes. People over at the club are enjoying all those episodes. And then enjoy this. I told you I wasn't going to go away for good. I was going to come back. And here I am. I came back a day early last week. So here we are. I'm going to do more interviews. Interviews are really hard for me with baby Killian. You have to understand, doing interviews around Killian's schedule, it's almost impossible. I almost have to do it on the weekends. I'm going to have to just figure out how to do this. So I know that you guys love Canada interviews. I love doing them. It's just a lot of work. And then the editing is a lot of work. Work. So just trying to find the time to do that is really hard. Okay, everybody have an amazing weekend. I hope to hang out with a lot of you tomorrow during the Saturday morning spectacular. I'll talk to you soon. Episode 630 out. I'm